Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. I half thought you were going to say, I'm Darth Vader. My breathing is uh, a bit extreme. It is. You have a bit of an upper respiratory bug. Yeah, it sprung on me kind of quick. I had a cough that could have been taken for allergies for a couple days where the air I had been breathing where I was. And then all of a sudden I had a high fever, which is always a little bit frightening now. Yeah. So as usual, our holidays were all sorts of crazy and not on the holidays. No, we don't have our holidays on holidays. No, we don't. It's okay. No, it's it's all right. It's how we've always done it. It's how I've always done it, at least. Right. That is how blended families often work. Correct. So we had number zero child here, and we had... Yeah, number zero child was first going to actually cancel football because it was family stuff. That was kind of nuts that it, Zero was going to cancel the football. Not only because it was football, but because it was their team and their best buddy's team playing together. Yes. So that was really a big deal. Her and her bestie have been coming to our house to watch football off and on for pretty much the entire season, except when our TV doesn't get the right games because we don't have actual cable. But... Like they were willing to forego the rivalry between themselves and their best friend, who was also coming to our Christmas because we welcome everybody. Yes. And it was kind of nuts that they were like, yeah, I don't know, maybe we'll leave it on the TV upstairs or watch it on our phones or something. Yeah, I said, no, no, it'll be fine. You can still watch football. Yes. The light light in the eyes. Ooh, yes, football. ooh, football. So and then, family. Yeah. So that was good. Uh-huh. That was really good. And your aunt gave both you and your work wife these goofy hats. She gave us these like red and white Santa style, n- not Santa style. They're, they're red with white trim and a white pom-pom on the top, but they also have... They have more than one pom-pom and they have flaps and they have reindeer antlers and all kinds of crap. Yes. Yeah. So she bought two of these for myself and my work wife. And so I did bring them to work and we had people take selfies with us if they came to our desk. That's totally great. Do we take them off in between because they're actually kind of warm. I bet. To wear inside. So that's pretty neat. And so after everyone opened their stockings on Christmas morning and had our big Christmas breakfast that I always make for everyone, you went and picked up your mother and aunt and were they fighting like toddlers like they usually do or were they actually good this time? You know, I, I really couldn't tell you because they always fight like toddlers, so I just ignore it. I did have to stop and take a picture of my aunt standing at the curb with all the presents that she had. She had like massive amount of presents standing there at the curb waiting. And I think she thought I was coming sooner, and she told me I took a long ass time to get there. <laughs> That is funny. Yeah. She had originally planned on making us all matching t-shirts or t-shirts of some kind that she was going to like put a design on or I don't even know what. I don't know either. We might never know. We might never know, but she was calling us the week before Christmas, like four days or something before. But she's been saying this for months. She's been saying that she was going to do this for months and then she's calling us like four days before asking what kind of things two of our kids like. I'm like, oops, that doesn't work very well. No. I thought she would have had that stuff done by now. You remember who we're talking about? Well, you know, lots of people procrastinate. I do. And then your mother is hilarious. You'd think that she would know if she's coming for Christmas, it's going to be an all-day ordeal. But she seems to insist on making certain that she's never going to have to stay for more than two hours, even if it means sending herself into a mild crisis. 
I, I, yeah, I don't know how fully conscious she is of that. Because I did want to take one of those goofy pictures like we took last year, but it didn't work out because she started having an insulin reaction about partway through the... We were almost done, actually. We were close to done. We were close to done. And she says, I, I think I want to go home. And I'm looking at her like, uh-oh, that doesn't look right. And so you, like, ask her, do you want to open your last present? And she kind of takes it and kind of looks at it, but, like, can't quite figure out how to actually unwrap it. And she asks one of our kids to do it for her. And by this point, we're like, okay. She she says, what what is this for? (laughs) Mm, I don't know. What is this for? There's a big Christmas tree in the middle of the room. And, yeah, I don't know what it's for. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Right. Happy Easter. (laughs) And she, did she eat any breakfast before Um, she came? She did eat breakfast, but she hadn't been feeling well. And I I think she just took too much insulin for what she ate. I think sometimes she doesn't count the carbs right. And so I could see uh, the big kid and their friend across the room looking over there like, "Uh uh-oh, what's wrong with Granny? Because I'm asking questions and Granny's not able to answer them correctly. No. So I'm like, okay, let me get you some. You need food. Yeah. And I and thought, now. What can I get her? And you gave her a pancake. Because I made sugar bomb pancakes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she'll eat that. And I cut it up and she did. She ate some of it and she's like, ooh, that's good. But <laughs> Even though she could to... hardly talk. <laughs> she, yes. She did say that. She did say it was good. But yeah. like you had to spoon feed her the first few bites before she could like even comprehend what was going on. And she doesn't remember stuff later. But she did sort of remember the pancakes were good. (laughs) That's great. I'm glad she liked my eggnog pancakes. Yeah, she did. She liked the turkey dinner we had had at Thanksgiving, too. So there you go. Maybe she'll come over more often now because we have good things here. Maybe. Who knows? I, I'm I'm hesitant to welcome that thought, even though it's positive that we'll see more of her. But oh boy, she's going to make herself more crises. Crises? Crises? Well, it's better to do it here than have to go over there and do it. True. Although I was thinking when I left with her, I thought, oh, I hope we don't get stuck at her house, my aunt and I. Yeah. And uh, I did say to my aunt, hey, let, let's drop her off first so you can help me carry things in. And my aunt didn't seem real fond of that idea either because she didn't want to get stuck there. Right. But, but um, by, by then, my, my mother was able to talk and say, uh, I think I'm back now. I said, yeah, you sound okay. You didn't sound so good. And she says, no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I said, well, if, if you're okay now. And, and my aunt says, you have to eat some food. They like to boss each other. They do. But like, that's when, when your mother said, I think I want to go home now. I was thinking, no, she's going to go home and she's going to crash and you're going to get stuck there. So let's make her wait for just a few minutes and see if we can get a little problem solving done first. Well, there was, and then you would have missed. She was past getting the car, getting to the car anyway, and I was on the same page as you were. I wasn't going to take her to the car in that shape. She needed to fix the problem first. Right. It was good that we got Granny straightened out before she went home. Because you had to fly the next day. Yeah, I think I still had to finish packing. I think you did. And by then, I mean unusual for me. Start packing. (laughs) Yes. Usually you've packed everything by then, but I was surprised you you really hadn't done much of anything. But I think you were partly not feeling good and partly we were both a little run over by everything that needed to get done that week. Well, most of what I had to take was stuff I was going to obtain on our Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Because it would be stuff from my mother and aunt that I had to take with me to my sisters. I don't have to take that many clothes because my sister does laundry every day. So that wasn't an issue. It was more of a wait till I had the things to put in the suitcase. Right. Yeah. I remember you had the suitcases out the day or two before Christmas. But right. So then you flew on Christmas. How was that? 
It's really easy because the tickets are cheaper. People want to be already there, and we were cool with not being there. That's yet. that's good. I've heard other people say that as well. That if they can fly in the morning of the holiday and then they arrive by dinner time of the holiday, then they get to their holiday, and it's right. much easier to fly right. than Although flying the day before. We did sit at the airport for a while. My sister apparently forgot her phone. Oh, lovely. And had to go back for it. Oh my! Or she wouldn't have found us. Right. Because her teenager, who's the younger teenager, didn't have his phone with. He's not as attached to the phone as the older one is. No. But they came and got us, and that was good. And then your aunt texted your sister, or maybe messaged a Facebook picture, something to your oh, sister. Oh, she was talking to her on the phone. And uh, mentioned her one of day. these pictures. That's amazing that your sister talks to these people every day. I would go nuts. And I don't just mean with your family. I mean, like, with my family. I would go nuts talking to people I share chromosomes with every day. Well, almost every day, but most days she talks to them, at least briefly. One of them or the other. It doesn't bother her. Just like, I hate to go to the store, and you're like, oh, well, it's just a store. It's just another chore. It's not my favorite, but I do it. She's My my sister would rather know what's going on. Like, you like spoilers? Those are her spoilers. Oh, the elderlies are still alive. Okay, good. You know. (sighs) Which I did have a, a nice talk with my brother-in-law about that issue, but let's go back to what you were saying. Oh, you were saying I was saying, that, yes, the picture of the hats that your aunt had given you, it came up in conversation with your sister while you were there, and your aunt said... She says to my sister, I love those pictures. I love those hats. They look so cute. Even though he's a man, he still looks cute. I thought that was very funny. That is totally great. Uh-huh. It never gets old to me. Like It never really sinks in that that part of your family has has never interrogated so many of the power structures that they live in, including gender, that there's just like, oh, he's a man. And so cute is not the right word, but he's cute, even though he's a man. So I'll just qualify it. It's sort of like no homo or, you know, it's one of those weird things that people have to do to make it okay to say what they're saying in the extant social, cultural power structure to which they have adapted. Yeah, it is funny, but they're comfortable in that place. I guess. I don't know for sure. You never know what somebody is until they tell you they're not. Yeah. It's just so weird to me. But continue. Yeah, I took number two child there, and he was fairly well behaved for him. Even everybody thought so. Not just my adjusted gauge of how insane is he today. Yeah, everybody comparing him to the last time he was there felt that he was much better off this time. And I think that's his new med that supports executive functioning. Right. As long as he's actually had it. Correct. Which was a problem one day because he does have other contributing factors to tipping over the edge. He has a uh, you could sleep when you get home mode for vacation. That's nuts. So he doesn't sleep. He he got up the first day at four and said to his younger cousin, "Hey, let's get up. It's getting light out." And by younger, you mean the younger of the two teenagers. Yes, his cousins are teenagers. Yes. yes, the middle schooler, not the high schooler. Right, and uh, says, "Hey, it's getting light. Let's get up." And the kid looks at the clock and says, "No, man, it's four o'clock." It's not light. Go to sleep. (laughs) I'll tell you when it's light. (laughs) He wakes up and he realizes where he is and he wants to go. And then, of course, he doesn't want to go to sleep because they're still up because they didn't get up. Because that's a very late functioning family. They're all night owls. My sister's not a night owl, but the kids are teenagers and they are. This is a family that used to leave the TV on until 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, but they would go to sleep. I can't sleep. They would fall asleep in front of the TV. I can't understand The boy does not. No. He would sit there and keep watching it until 12 o'clock at night and then get up at four. Yes. So he did that and then he wouldn't stop to eat. 
unless they stop to eat. And they're not real big eaters, although they're better than they used to be, being teenagers now. Yes. So the day he didn't have his meds, around 5 o'clock, just like we experienced here the other night, Mm -hmm. he lost it. He went over the edge. But he didn't get violent. He just started sobbing about everything and, and the world was coming to an end and it was all because of whatever problem was happening right that minute, like we wouldn't let him do something whatever it was. So I gave him his meds and he eventually did calm down. And then of course, a few hours later, I had to give him meds again. Yeah. But that's the best you can do. That is how it works. And it would have been, it would have been normally several hours later, but it was three or four hours in between each time. And then, you know, he he gets up again. So, but he was better because he had gone to sleep earlier that night because he had had those meds close together. So he finally conked out that and all that sobbing. Yeah. And that night he was sobbing because his cousin, the younger teenager, was bossing him. And I said, dude, he's like four years older than you. He's going to boss you. That's right. what happens. And he didn't want to play those things that number two child wanted to play. He kept saying, no, I don't want to do that. Why don't you go to bed? Which means I'm tired. Just leave me alone. Because this kid never stops. He's yeah. an effing battering ram. He well, does this to us too. He just gives me something to do. Do something with me. Tell me something I can do. Let me go do something. His do cousin something is, is pretty much the same. And so they were a good match in that way. They like to be on the run. They like to go visit everybody. And they did that nonstop. But then his cousin did get tired. I mean, you're waking the guy up at four in the morning. He's going to get tired, man. So I I got him to bed with his uh, pills. And then I woke him up later and gave him more pills. And uh, that worked. Good. Because he did get up early when his uncle got up for work, which is like five something. Nuts. But he had gone to bed at 7.30, so that was Well, good. that works then. Yeah, he had gone to bed at a normal time. So you went walking most days. And which apparently was a bad idea. The air quality was not very good. It was actually horrible. It was actually dangerous. And I didn't realize it till about three days in, in the evening, which means I had already had three really good long walks. Because it was warm there. Yeah. But I think between that... And the two airports each way. And the ER visit. Oh, the I ER caught visit. A, I think I caught a germ. I think you caught a germ. Yeah. Tell us about the ER visit. Well, fortunately, it was a simple ER visit, but normally they are long and it was long. So, so the, the what, what happened long. that you guys were all just sitting there and all of a sudden there needed to be an ER visit? Apparently, the boy got something in his eye. As you're all sitting there around the fire pit in the backyard. I wasn't sitting there. His cousin and his cousin's friend were sitting there with him and we were in the kitchen talking. The adults were. Yes, the adults were talking and they came to the door and he's sobbing and I thought what now and he said he had something in his eye and they said he was just sitting there because we're like what was he doing because we all figure he was doing something he actually wasn't he was just sitting there two witnesses say so these two witnesses had a story to tell later too but we'll come to that in a bit oh yeah that was a different story about something else so we tried to wash it out Uncle B was very calm about it and you know got the sprayer from the sink and tried to wash it out but he's still screaming bloody murder and his eyes burning 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 and I'm thinking he could have got an ember in there he could have got ash in there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm going to have to take him to ER. And I'm thinking under some circumstances, I could get around it. But you had to fly back the next day. I had to fly back the next day and I didn't want to be dealing with this all the way home. And this kid gets really dramatic about something. He, he gets more hyped about it than the thing that's happening. But I also know that the way to calm him down from that is to put him through the whole ordeal of dealing with the ER. And... Then I'd know for sure. He didn't have a scratch on his eye. We didn't need antibiotics. We weren't trying to fly and have a ride in a pressurized vehicle with a, you know, infected eye. So my brother-in-law, he's like, I, I don't think he needs to go. And I said, well, it's more that we're going to fly tomorrow and I don't want it to be a problem. And it'll calm him down. And if he calms down on the way there and he feels better, then we'll just come back. Right. 
So my sister looked it up and her husband said, can they just go to urgent care? Well, no, it's 930 at night on a Friday. We cannot just go to urgent care. Right. There is one about 15 minutes away. So I get shoes, go to the bathroom, get him an ice pack in the meantime, go to the car. And he did calm down on the way there. Until he quit being calm. (laughs) He calmed down on the way there enough to handle that. His eye was going to hurt, but he could still, he was still going to live. Because his questions on the way there were, he said, "Uh, I don't want them to do surgery on my eye. (laughs) And I said, no, they're not going to do surgery on your eye. And he says, "Uh, are you sure? I said, yeah, they're going to clean your eye and give you medicine. He says, okay, but what if my eye falls out? Oh my god! What if they have to take my eye out? All his fears, like he was able to then tell me what they were because we're just the two of us in the car driving. Right. And uh, I could tell him, no, your eye's not going to come out. And he said, well, it feels like it's bleeding everywhere. And I said, I looked at it and it looks perfectly normal. I I didn't see any blood. It doesn't look like anything's wrong with it. He's like, oh, okay. He's feeling his own tears as warm liquid coming out of his body. And as a kid who always thinks of the worst, that's what it feels like to him. Yeah, it stings. So uh, he calmed down and we got there. I said, okay, so does it still hurt? Do we still need to go in there? And he said it still hurt. And I said, okay, it might take a really long time. We might sit there like you might be really tired. Is that okay? And he said, yeah. And I thought, okay, well, we better get it looked at. And then I got in there and signed him in and everything. And then I was like, oh, shit, these people are all throwing up. I was scared. (laughs) You know, I was like, I don't want the throwing up germ. No. Most of them were throwing up. Some of them were just having the flu. And they had masks on. Ugh. We had lost our seats when we went back to get him weighed and blood pressure. And, right. And they said, okay, so what are these meds for? And I said, mood disorder. And she said, and what's the other one for? And I said, mood disorder. She's like, okay, then. Yep. Like, I'm paying attention. Yep. So we sat there for a really long time. I'm sorry. Be- because it was a tiny waiting room with uh, rooms in the back. And then um, they brought us in the back and they put us in this regular room. The same one who asked about the mood disorder meds uh-huh. uh, came in and she wanted to wash his eye out. And I said, okay, I had a heck of a time getting him up to get him in there because he had fallen asleep. Right. And once he's asleep, there's a certain stage of asleep of which I've discovered when I've tried to get a pull up on him. Uh-huh. That's really difficult. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to be bothered. No. And, uh, you know, touching and him is bothering, which I understand, but you didn't put the pull-up on or we're at the ER or whatever. There there are other things that need managing. And this is what he was talking about at dinner tonight when we said, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you have to actually get up and go use the bathroom. And he says, but sometimes I wake up and I'm tired and it's hard. Like he's indignant about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't we all piss ourselves <laughs> right? when we're tired? <laughs> Let me think. Because there's toilets. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, he was being indignant about you waking him back up to get his eye washed now, I'm sure. Well, and so I was trying to roll him over and I thought this shouldn't be a problem. We already washed it at my sister's house. She had a syringe with cleaner in it and she could just put a towel around him and do it, squirt it at him. So we put the towel around it, opened his eyes, started squirting at him and he went berserk. And she was like, whoa, but at least she knew why. (laughs) Mood disorder. Yes. (laughs) And I said, okay, you remember why we came here? He's like, I don't care. It's going to hurt. I'm like, doesn't it hurt now? Yes. Okay, well, if we clean it, it might hurt less. No. He he thought that like the syringe had a big needle or something. Mm. You know, then he was out of his mind and half asleep and you couldn't explain it to him. And she says, okay, I'm just going to let you guys work this out and I'll come back. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, good idea. (laughs) Except I'm overtired. Oh, you were. And, you know, I've been waking up with this kid at early hours and staying up too late, turning off the TV to make him go to sleep. And I said, look, man, we're not leaving here until you do the thing that you needed that we came here for. And you're not going to sleep. 
because he curled up to go to sleep. Because I can't go to sleep. Nope. And you're not going to sleep until we do what we're supposed to. Right. The point is, we have to take care of you. If you have a scratch on your eye, it could become infected. And then maybe they would have to take your eye out. Did that wake him up? A little bit. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just using his own ammunition against him. There you go. Hey, it works. But I was getting really mad. I and bet. And I was like, I got to not get mad. And I said, and, and you're not going to have any privileges either. Right. You know? And I'm like, okay, so that's all I can do on that end. Now I've got to try to coax him. I'm thinking, starting to think about bribes, you know? And she comes in and gets us and says, let's move you to a peds room. <laughs> So we go in the peds room and the chair is a little bit easier to deal with and the room's a little bit more decorated and there's a TV on and it's playing Arrow, which is not exactly kid friendly, but it's totally his thing. You know, yeah. he was into that, whatever was going on on the TV. Uh-huh. Then the doctor came in. He was kind of like Papa. Very calm. He talked to him for a while. And Papa he said, is grandma's late husband who was a pharmacist. Yes. Just very chill, laid back, med type person. Yeah, we're going to do the thing and I'm going to talk you into it. But let me start talking you into talking you into it first, (laughs) which is cool. Yeah. Because I didn't have any cool to give. All I had was, let's see, I could get him Gatorade on the way home. What else could I do? You know, like, I'm not good at that part. No, but that's okay. So he talked him into, okay, here's what we're going to do instead. We're going to put Novocaine in your eyes. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's a good idea. We're going to touch a paper to your eyelid, not to your eye, just to your eyelid, and it's going to put orange dye, and then we're going to shine a violet light on it. And he explained it very thoroughly to him. Kid says, is it going to hurt? And he said, well, it's going to sting for about 10 seconds. And he didn't want it, he said, but he'd do it, because he's dealing with the calm person now, instead of his father, who'd like to throttle him, really. (laughs) Um, Gotta have calm people. He's, even if I was calm, he wouldn't listen to me at that point. He would be sure I was tricking him into something. Oh, yeah. Because we all are, really. So so, so they did dye his eye, and they, they did. found that there was no abrasion, no... Nothing that they could find. So whatever had been in there apparently had gotten out. But in case they had missed something, they gave us a prescription of eye drops, antibiotics. And they actually got us out of there super duper fast. I went to the bathroom. I came back. Here's your papers. You can leave. Awesome. Yeah. Spectacular. So then uh, we could find a drive through on the way home because I was starving by then. I bet. Yeah, and my stomach had been acting goofy, so I'd been eating like rice and bananas and stuff all day. And I, I told them I was happy they were working, even if they weren't probably happy they were working. Well, that's good. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> uh, I wished I hadn't because then they started talking to me about all the other times the days that they were open. So regrets happened, but <laughs> we got our food. Got home at 2 o'clock in the morning. Got back to your sister's house at 2 o'clock in the morning and had to fly out again the next day. The next day. Technically the same day at 5 o'clock in the evening. Yep. That's what we did on our vacation. Can you hear the air quotes, friends? Our trip to my That's not a vacation. That's visiting relatives. Next month we'll get something like a vacation. We better. It's still gotta, going to be work time, though. I've got to get a bunch of our backups realigned because, you know, they've all been doing things like having pneumonia, having a dad that's almost dying, having a dog that's almost dying, and various other problems. Yes. Oh, and having our- an ongoing job that never lets you go home. That's our oldest child. Yes. That number zero has a very good job, good paying, good hours, except that it's all the hours all the time. So they're stacking cash, but they have no free time. So I've got to get this ironed out. We got to work on who's going to do childcare while we're at Gallifrey One. My work wife has it covered for mornings and overnight. But someone needs to be here in the afternoons. In the evenings. Evenings. So that's what we're going to work out. Okay. And I, I will, bet, I will I work te- it out. I bet teacher friend could. 
Well, if, if their dog doesn't dog, die. Yes. Or grandma could if she stops having... Pneumonia or... Yeah, etc. Or my aunt could if she gets her driver's license, which you could try to take her. To no, the... thank you. All right, well, just saying. No, yeah, number one could probably handle it for a few hours until whoever is available after work. Number one has handled them for a few hours before. You don't have to be in the car with her when she does it, you know. You just have to drive there with her. I'm aware of that, and I still have no interest. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> Uh, no, nobody ever has interest in going to DMV, okay? No, and I have... I know you have too much to do for school, so No it's interest okay. in driving crazy people anywhere. Well... We've been over this, I know. It's... I I have issues we with don't past, wanna... expecting them to make sense. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eh, sure, I, I you have that problem. do other responsibilities so that I don't have to do that. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. Yeah. <sighs> Our division of labor is not um, typically gendered. Although, when you were at your sister's house, it so was. Yeah, that was an oddity. I have fallen more into the category of what the males do at her house, which is everybody but my sister. Mm-hmm. Which means that I am not expected to make food or get food or bring it to anyone. Whereas previously I'm, you would have been. Yeah, I would have been accepted into the category of a person who does one of those things. It would have been okay for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just kind of rode the wave to see what would happen. Like if I just stand here, what what's expected of me? What was expected of me is to Absolutely. sit down. Absolutely nothing. Sit down and tell me what you want on your plate. Oh my God. Because the guys all get in the way otherwise. Well, that's understandable. And that's her job full time. Her full time job is keeping house and keeping family. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I can understand it, but like I said before, it's just totally nuts to me that she's so innately heteronormative. But that's how people are out there. That's why they can't understand things. It's fucking weird. I know. So I fell into this category now of I'm not expected to do those things that she's doing, and I can totally just do the things they're doing. Like, if I come in the room and she has a bag of garbage, she's like going to hand it to me and say, uh, Take this out. This needs to go out, and making sure oh, I know where it oh, goes. Oh, she won't say, Take this out. She will say, This needs to go out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. If it was one of the kids, she would say, take this out, or this recycling, or mm-hmm. we need more water in the cooler. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, can I do that? I'm kind of a weakling right now. You are. I think I could do it if I have good enough aim, but let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Might have wished you didn't pick me. Aw. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. That is funny. Uh-huh. I was curious, so I did. I just I'm surprised they still have that water cooler. I remember when we bought it for them. Yeah, they like it. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, but it's funny to me that you get the man jobs now, but the woman jobs are still the the work-intensive, detail-intensive jobs. Right. That involves fixing things and taking trash out and such. And so one of the things that was happening is, so um, unfortunately, one of the older teenager, my my older nephew at her house, uh, one of his friend's mothers passed away on Christmas Day. Aw. Yeah. And they were having a wake Okay. service thing on Friday night. So while they were gone, I actually did put the dishes in the dishwasher because Ooh. I know how much I like the sink emptied and there were dishes everywhere. And I, I kind of felt like I needed something to do, but I couldn't sit down and have a drink because my stomach wasn't right. Right. So I thought I'm just going to put these in. Probably nobody will notice. She does have a particular way she likes them put in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I don't think I got it exactly, but you know. You're related. It's I okay. I figured it's probably good. It's probably close enough. Yes. So I did that. 
that while they were gone. And my nephew, the one whose friend had passed away, he was kind of, I was watching him because I figured he was going to react to that. And he tried to pick a fight with his brother and they, you know, they were getting mad at him. And, and I said to him, are you nervous? And he said, yeah, kind of. I'm kind of nervous. I said, yeah, well, that's expected, you know, but your friend is really going to appreciate just seeing you. And that's all that matters. Right. I didn't realize he was probably nervous because there might be like a, a dead body there because, you know, the oh, Catholics. Yeah. But there wasn't. And my brother-in-law was really happy about that. Everybody was. <laughs> and uh, so I had to lend my nephew my belt because his was like broken and his father's wouldn't fit him. But mine does because we wear the same size right now. That's funny. Yeah. Because you lost a bunch of weight getting sick this year. Yeah. Yeah. Although the belt went a little tighter on him. So I don't think he's quite the size they said he was. But anyhow. But still, you wear the same size belt as a 16-year-old boy. Yes, I do. That's funny to mm-hmm. me. So I just tried to encourage him because I could tell really the problem was not that he was trying to be a dick to his brother. He was very upset about the situation. Right. Probably thinking, what if that was my mother? I didn't think about it at the time, thinking, is there a dead body there? Do we have to deal with that? Right. But um, my sister said it went really well. He gave his friend a really big hug. and That's good. They didn't stay for the after party because they just are not good at that. And also my brother-in-law had been dealing with pneumonia for a few weeks now. Oh, yeah. So, um, so that's a problem. Yeah. So they did that. The night before uh, the kid got a poke in the eye with whatever it was, he came in the room and said, my, my penis hurts. And, and my brother-in-law was like cringed. You know, like, he said, the tip of it hurts. And I said, okay, you haven't been rinsing off. So you need to go rinse off because you haven't been rinsing off in the morning after you get up. And he needs to, and he doesn't like to because he wants to get up and run around and play. But he needs to because he pees himself and then he's had that on his skin for God knows how many hours. Although not more than six because he isn't sleeping that long. Right. So my brother-in-law was finally feeling better on Friday night before I had to leave unexpectedly to the ER. Mm-hmm. And we were standing in the kitchen chatting and I was telling him, I don't, I don't like the job where I have to go check if my mother's dead. And he, he shook his head and he said, no, no, man, that's a terrible job. <laughs> that's a terrible job. It is. Yeah. But then he was talking about the stuff that his son does and don't let the kid blow anything up while they were at the funeral. And Uh-huh. They had, those were the instructions before they had left. And he said, you know, that's that's what I did when I was a kid and wondering if I had done those things. And I said, well, my work wife did a lot of it because on the farm, there was a lot of things that they could make explode. Yes. Like chemicals. But um, I only got an opportunity if we got our hands on M80s or something. Right. Yeah, and you did put him inside cans and do crazy shit. Of course. I think he did more extravagant crazy shit because he had more testosterone. And, yes. Uh, more that, that generally would lead people to do more extravagantly crazy shit. Yeah, it does. So there. Government says what? Right. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, welcome back. Yeah. With your germs and all. Thank you. Do you remember my text about holiday lockpicking? No, tell me. So... I get there and my sister says, so we have to lock the guest room and to get in there, you have to poke at it with this screwdriver. And I'm like... It's one of those indoor locks where you can pop the lock with the screwdriver through the hole in the knob. Sort of, the, kind of, no. Because it needs really. like a little needs a little key thing that they lost and then my brother-in-law would make some more. And um, But it still was a hassle because the lock was getting jimmied too much. Uh-huh. And I said, um, yeah, my brother-in-law is getting an early birthday present. Let's go to uh, the hardware store, please. <laughs> and I looked on the online and found a six-pack of doorknobs doorknobs <laughs> in the clearance aisle and went there and got them. Because these ones you could open with like a coin. Nice. Yeah. And they were round. 
The problem is their dog can open the door because they had those safety handle type doors. Right. They were fancy safety handles, you know, that make the door easy to open. The, the ADA handles that are not knobs, they're levers. Yes. Yes. But unfortunately, the smart dog can open them. And he opens the pantry, takes everything out, mm-hmm. and he t- takes out the dog door. I went out there to see what he takes out there. There was a frying pan and spatula. Fuck. Yeah, he takes everything. And I thought our dogs were bad before taking like entire bags of chips or bread out the dog door. And I'd oh, find no. the leftover bag there. No, he this dog is pots taking and pots and pans. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. I said, I, I can't be trying to break into my room every time I come back. So we're going to get some doorknobs that turn that are round. Yeah. They're hard for our kids to open. The dog will probably have a harder time. He might figure it out. I can't guarantee it. Yeah, our kids struggle with non-ADA doorknobs also. (laughs) Yes, they do. We've mentioned it. (laughs) They can't can't quite get the idea that they shouldn't be leaning on it while they're turning it. Yeah. Don't pull and turn. Turn first, then pull or push. No. Uh, That's confusing. Their their friends are like that too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So that's what I did. I had to fix the problem because the guy at the house had pneumonia and he wasn't fixing problems. He wasn't fixing problems. But even if he was well, he probably wouldn't have been fixing it because, again, this is a group of people who is just content with whatever the way things are. Well, they and don't it's kind have of nuts to me. They don't have a lot of money right now and replacing your doorknobs if they work is not something you do if you don't have a lot of money. Putting right. a hook, hook lock on the door. That yeah, is cuz it costs like a dollar 29. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to say that they should be doing more things that cost money. I'm just saying that these things wouldn't even occur to them. Because, you know, this is the woman who said, don't we always vote for the president? The way that things are is the way that they should be, right? She was very young then. Also, the other doorknobs were not really a problem. If the dog got in the room, he didn't eat everything in there. But if he if he came in my room and ate like my tablet and laptop and shoes and stuff, yeah. I would be unhappy with that. Yeah. So locking my door was more important. True. I really didn't see any use of buying one doorknob when they could also put one on the pantry. Yeah, true. So I, I put the one on the pantry. I put the one on my room. And then I let the, everybody else do their own thing. Right. Like she would hand one to her son and he would go put it on a place. Because that's what they do at their house. She says, here, go fix this. And they do. Because that's the gendered division of labor. She's not going to do a fix-it task. No, she's doing the cooking, damn it. (laughs) If they want to get fed, they better go fix the thing. That is so nuts. So there. So you did fly home and everything was okay. And except the fact that you somewhere along the way on one of those two planes or at the ER caught a respiratory bug, which has had you laid up for a day or two now. Right. But then today you get a text message from your sister. Yes. And I saved the message until you got home, which is good since I seemed to, it it was better if I read it to you. Because I can't read your sister's writing. She is punctuation phobic. Uh, driving with her, her younger son to his checkup tells her that our number two son gave him and his friend the sex talk and how sex works on one of their walks. Now, this is something that they did frequently while you were there that our number two child would run all over the neighborhood with the middle schooler and middle schooler's friend or two. Yes. And then he says to her, Mom, he has no idea what he's talking about, but we just agreed because we didn't know what to say. You said to me, I want to know what he said. And I said, she's not going to know because they're not going to talk about that at her house. No. So I said, "Um, that's great. Let's hope he he doesn't know how it works for a long time. (laughs) And she was laughing about that. And I said, I want to correct him and have him figure it out. No. No. Did he indicate what number two child said? 
I told him I didn't want to hear it. And I said, I, that's what I told my wife. <laughs> but when he started, he said, the girl takes his penis. So I just stopped him at that. Oh, my God. And then they're sideways laughing emoticons again because oh, she can't take that. No. And I said, I figured that too. Probably not at my sister's house. Kids who know less are more likely to have more trouble. That's my only concern. Pregnancy increases in populations with dysfunctional or in non-existent sex ed. You said he's going to get sex ed next. He should be getting semester. sex ed this spring. His first dose of it comes in fourth grade in our county. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it's, here are your body parts, and here is how they are about to or have recently started changing. I hated that when I was a kid. Can you imagine why? No. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Horrified in like fourth grade. Oh. oh my God, we have to sit here and watch this or whatever grade we were in. Mm-hmm. Did they at least split you guys up by gender? I don't think so, but um, well, that probably good. wasn't fourth grade. It probably was older. No, older than when when you were in school, it was probably like a middle school, which you went to seventh a grade. K K grammar school, so it was sixth seventh grade. Who knows? Right, but when I was in school, they split us up by gender, which I thought was unfortunate because. You know, I understand why they would do that, that you would have some conversations that you need the safety of a same gendered community to experience, but then... Like, a lot of times it's just they don't want the girls having to put up with the boys. Then other parts of it are like, but I want to know what they were confused about. I want to know what their questions were. You know, you want to know everything. That's you. True. And I think it would be okay for the girls to know whatever the boys are confused about. But how do they do that and not have them have to put up with them at the same time? I don't know. Or when, the teachers when, not having to put up with the boys with the girls in the room. When I was in fifth grade, we had an ask box. I think it was a month of sex ed in fifth grade and a month in sixth grade. There was an ask box in the classroom that the teacher would take things out of the box. And I remember twice correcting her because my mother had been in nurses training. My mother started like nine different degrees that she never finished. But one of them was a nursing degree and I had all of her old textbooks. And can you imagine our number three child's mother wanting to correct the teacher? I bet she really appreciated that. I'm sure she did. I'm shaking my head back and forth. Well, I put these things anonymously in the ask box and I was in a gifted program. So I'm sure there were a handful of kids there who liked to correct the teacher. Oh, you didn't t say it to her face. No, no. I put these, these corrections for her in the ask box. Right. So she, she may have at that point actually appreciated the discretion of a quiet yes. correction. It rolled her eyes at you gifted children. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of talking without coughing. It was. You did good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm surprised that the cough syrup hasn't made you more loopy. Right? But you're not on the druggy cough syrup. You're just on the... The regular one that, that's 12 hours. Mm -hmm. I can only take it at night. It makes me loopy. It does. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not supposed to. No, it's not, but it does anyway. So I only oh, take well. it at night. But I have to take it soon enough, which is why I took it when I did if we were going to sit down. And right. Yeah, we, we, we probably are kind of done now. I think we're done. Is yeah, that it? That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. 
If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Like hacking dogs. Hacking dogs. Are, are you okay? Do you need chapstick? You keep... Yeah, I probably do. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Usually there's some right here. Yeah. For this reason. Do you need to start over? No. Okay. No more start overs. That one was cuttable. Okay. And tell me, and uh, my, um, my brain is going numb now. The guy. My brother-in-law. Him. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>